hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning Hamilton, welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Phil Golfie and Rick Zamperin. And, uh, well, Rob Golfie's on his way. He's he'll, on his he'll, way. He'll join us midstream. Uh, yes, this is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. RobGolfie.com is the website. A bunch of listings, great information if you want to learn more about uh, the likes of Philip Golfie and the <laughs> Golfie team and the, That's uh, right. you know, the, the cast of characters you have. It's a great website in terms of uh, the, you know, the bios and the videos. You guys have done a great job with that revamped website. Check it out at RobGolfie.com. If you are in uh, the mood to buy and sell, uh, or vice versa, call them up at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They're all over social media, be it uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Rob Golfie is the handle. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast. It is wherever you get your favorite podcast. Past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com as well. If you have a topic idea that uh, you would like us to tackle on a future program, send the Golfie team an email. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Again, questions at robgolfie.com. Number of topics to get to today, including why have homes in Niagara region outpaced expectations. Uh, but we will begin with the uh, Canadian housing market outlook. This is from Remax, which is calling for a leveling out of the highs and lows that characterized the Canadian housing market in 2019, particularly in Toronto and Vancouver, as we are in now 2020. It says healthy price increases are expected this year with the Remax 2020 housing market outlook report estimating a 3.7% increase in the average residential sale price. It goes on to say, and this is where we can get into our discussion here, uh, as more Canadians have adjusted to the mortgage stress test, which has now been in effect for a couple of years now, Mm and older millennials move into their peak earning years, it is anticipated that they will drive the market in 2020, particularly single millennials and young couples. A recent Leger survey conducted by Remax found that more than half, 51% of Canadians, are considering buying a property in the next five years, especially those under the age of 45. So we'll start with the suggestion that older millennials moving into their peak earning years, so they've gone to school, they've paid down some of their debt, they're into their career, they're uh, maybe at or or just about to reach their peak earning Mm -hmm. potential, they're diving into the market because they're realizing that prices are going up, we got to get in now. Yeah, and it's not, you know, a lot of that has to do with just growing families as well right in terms of the 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 social aspects of where people are at in their lives it's you know somebody who's lived in a a townhouse maybe settled down got married and and now they're they're looking for something that's a little bit bigger that can house a a a bigger family family, yeah. yeah so so a lot of that's happening but you know we live in a society where where people are constantly moving you know every three to five years right the the one stat that highlights you know that highlighted I highlighted when I read the article is 51% of Canadians are considering a home purchase in the next five years, mm-hmm. which is remarkable. If if we were to, you know, look at the trend of this stat alone and go go back 20 to 30 years ago in, in, 
you know, that stat has drastically climbed each and every single year where, where people are, you know, you know, I, I even said on the last show or, or the show before that, I sold a house to somebody that already planned their next move, right? You know, they've already come out and said, hey, listen, you know, we're going to be in this house for, for a year and a half, you know, but this is where we want to go. This is a step in the direction where we want to be and getting to that next house. So, it, you know, with that constant trade in real estate, it's going to it's gonna push the market up. It's going to drive the market. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it, it's a good thing. Do you expect more of that to happen or did that really catch you off guard? Because... I would never have thought, you know, buying my first house that yeah, I'm going to buy this house and then I'm going to, you know, a year yeah. from now buy another. How long one. have you been in your house for now? Since 2004. So wow. yeah, so you know, 16 years. Really. Which is yeah, and you look back on it, it's it's. Have you ever had the itch to to, to no. move? No, I have never. You've never seen a house around it, the corner or or something that I mean, you you, 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 you you know you you spiked interest in or or you you went to an open house because that's you know that usually that's how it happens yeah. right and nobody really plans on moving everybody everybody's you know comfortable they like it they like it then they're not actually looking but then they see a house that they can see themselves living in it mm-hmm. and then it starts with you know let's go take a look you know next thing you know it's you're like i love house. it and now you're buying a house and you're moving so yeah. you've never had that well two two reasons why uh before we bought the house my wife and i i've moved across this country so i moved i, I think i calculated nine times yeah, that's incredible ultimately getting into the house and it was always you know apartment to apartment to apartment <laughs> to apartment it was just the nature of you know the 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 industry that i've been in um but now you know here in hamilton been here since 2000 right in, in the home since 04 so yeah there's homes where i'm driving around thinking well that's a nice house yeah be great to live in a house like that but because i've moved so many times i know the difficulties that it presents right and and the financing behind it as well i'm thinking if i just stay in my house which yeah. is you know just a bungalow exactly. on the central mountain great location awesome neighborhood i weigh the pros and cons and i think personally yeah it's really not worth yeah. it. yeah and, and and that's that's the thing too is you know moving is one of the most stressful things you can do in your life oh, yeah. it, it's you know probably you know maybe a wedding and then the next thing's moving it's 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 incredible what, yeah. what what the stress can do and i'm in that same position right now so i've been in my condo for about two and a half years and in, in my position all i look at is is other houses, You're looking at houses right all so the time. <laughs> so you know there's times where i can go and 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 i say you know sometimes i want a yard and sometimes i want a back deck and sometimes i want to be able to go outside and, and do those things sure, even though my yeah. condo has those amenities where it's you know it has the outdoor patios and, and whatever but it's, it's it's a little different when you have you know a little bit bigger space and then i kind of peel it back and i say you know what i think you know i'm, I'm fine here right there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. with where i am right now and, and i'm completely comfortable and 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 i like where i am right there's always that, you know, if that house comes up that, you know, I like, sure. you know what I mean? So, so you don't know, like, and, and then, and then bring it back to the article. That's the way our society is, is, is we're constantly looking for that trade in trade up. Right. And that's, you know, it's the, the, the car dealership term, you know, I can buy your, buy your car off you, put you in a new car and you can have the exact same payments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, what they're doing is they're stretching out the loan another two years and, you know, and then that's where you're constantly, you know, making payments you're never going to pay anything off well you can do the same thing with a house yeah, right yeah. you can re-amortize your loan you know maybe if you have f- 15 or, or, or 18 years left on your loan well once you go back up to, to, to 25 years you're going to have the exact same mortgage payment mm-hmm. but you're you're 25 years away from paying that house off again so <laughs> yeah. it's you know it's easy to say well you know my, my mortgage payment's the same well it's never going to end if you keep on yeah. trading it up so i i you know it's 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 very motivating right to see what what you know, Remax has come out and said it's pluses everywhere mm-hmm. across the board. Um, we're going to look at another strong market this year. And if, 
you know, the first couple of weeks of January is any indication of, you know, where we're going to be this year and, and, and into the, you know, the winter, into the fall, into the spring, it it's trending upwards, yeah. right? We, we've, you know, over January last year, we're, we're almost at our numbers and, and in terms of price increases, we can already see them before the stats even have come out. So it's, it's, if it's any sign that that's going to translate throughout the rest of the year, it's, it's a very positive sign for, for, you know, homeowners and investors everywhere. That's great to hear. Um, another stressor you mentioned, you know, getting married and buying a house are two of, of life's biggest stressors. The other one would be having a baby. And if you put all those three together, you know, you you uh, uh, get married, you have a baby, you uh, are buying a house. Yeah. You know, that's a, it's a triple threat. But you as in a condo, I mean, you're not in a marriage. No. You don't have a child, at least None. that you know of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, None. you know, if, if you add those to the mix, now you're looking, oh, okay, it's now good, I need some more space. Right. right. And, and, and this is what we see happen when somebody buys a condo, a pre-built condo, a pre-construction condo. So, you know, for example, a single person, a single woman, a single guy will buy a pre-construction condo. That's two years away from being built. Well, in those two years, yeah. so often, so often, happens. a lot of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, you know, when you reflect even, you know, between you and I, if we reflect on the last two years of our life, it's, I mean, me so, more so me differently with, than you, right? right? But if I reflect on the last two years of my life, it's completely changed. It's it's a completely different, different lifestyle. So, so often we see is somebody buys a pre-existing or pre-built condo and then, you know, they wait two years to buy it and, and oftentimes they're selling it before they even move in because, right. you know, they've gotten married or they have a, you know, they have a girlfriend or, or you know, a newborn child and, and that's just the reality of the situation. So, so oftentimes we're, you know, people are coming to us and say, hey, you know, they're asking us about assignments or they're asking us about, you know, the HST tax if you sell it within a year and there's all those little different dynamics when you buy a, a new construction. So, it's so interesting to see how that can happen in such a short period of time. The other uh, stat in this um, Remax um, housing market outlook that uh, really piqued my interest, and you kind of referenced the first part of it, is that the Leger survey conducted by Remax found that more than half, 51% of Canadians, are considering buying a property in the next five years. The interesting part of this statistic is, especially those under the age of 45. We've been talking for how many months now of the uh, seniors or the retirees Uh, or those who just want to downsize, and many of those people are over the age of 45 or over the age of 60 because, you know, they've done their time in the workplace, they're uh, ready to, uh, you know, put their feet up, Um, but especially those under the age of 45 kind of, not caught me me off guard, but really was a surprising stat because I was thinking it was going to be the other way. Yeah, so we have two massive buyer groups right now in terms of the baby boomers and the millennials that all want the exact same thing. And, And if you look at the... You know what people are building, what what the builders are building, and what the the cities are are planning for is it's those bungalow townhouses, it's the townhouses, it's the very dense, you know, very livable housing spaces mm-hmm. that that protects the urban sprawl. They're not building. You know, when's the last time you drove through somewhere and and you see a massive two story, you know, neighborhood? Right? Yeah. There's not. There's they not. They, they don't exist anymore. Where 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 you know these big developers are are putting up these monster houses and in a suburban it, it just doesn't happen yeah. so you might see the odd developer who's torn down a house and building something big exactly those are few and far between exactly but i'm talking about like you know major even, developments yeah, yeah. E- even if you go into that central park neighborhood you know that's a massive development that lozani's done it's a it's a it's more you know townhouses and, and condos yeah. and then there's that you know there's a couple two stories but there's not that massive suburban two-story neighborhood. So what these buyer pools are doing is they're, they're coming in and they're clashing and they're all, you know, putting bids and shopping for the same type of house. And 
and it's driving up that market. Whereas the two story, you know, the 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 big detached market has kind of not fallen. It's still strong. It's still rising, but it's not where we're. It's not continuing to rise as as that you know that townhouse or that that bungalow market is. Yeah, uh, I do want to ask you about the hottest neighborhoods in Hamilton for 2020. As we reflect on the uh, Remax Housing Market Outlook report, we'll get to that when we come back. Still to come as well. Why have homes in Niagara region outpaced expectations? We'll get into that as well. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin, Rob Golfie, Philip Golfie, those two fine gentlemen are sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter instagram facebook and subscribe to the hamilton real estate show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast if you have an email or a topic idea um you can email questions at robgolfie.com that's questions at robgolfie.com still to come why have homes in niagara region outpaced expectations what's going on in niagara but we're going to continue our uh, opening discussion about the 2020 housing market outlook report from remax which is estimating a 3.7 percent increase in the average residential sale price this year which is uh, good if you own a home and are looking to sell but it also lists the hottest neighborhoods in hamilton for 2020 so i wanted to get your input on this and whether any of these neighborhoods stand out to you so it's identifying lecky park water down west and 50 point and in burlington the in-demand neighborhoods include brand hills central and the orchard do those names kind of come, I, I, come to the fore definitely uh the 50 point is going to explode uh, and that goes along to Casablanca and to Grimsby there, but that area is going to explode uh, dramatically in the next. Uh, That's 10 where the new years. Costco is. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, of uh, development. Yeah, a lot of development will be happening. That's uh, Costco always looks at what's the future that happening in the area if they open up a store. So, so if there's if there's a Costco opening up. You know there's going to be major development yeah. happening in that area. There's no doubt about it. Interesting. Yeah. So this uh, 2020 market outlook is predicting uh, the estimated average residential <coughs> sale price in Hamilton to rise by 3.8%. In Niagara, it is uh, anticipating it's going to rise by 7%. And it says the hottest neighborhoods are Prince Charles, Lincoln, and Stamford. Yeah. It's just it's affordability. That's what it is in Niagara. Uh, uh, Niagara, you know, you can go down there, you can get a really nice house, but it's starting to creep up though. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, like, like less than 10 years ago, five years ago, Hamilton, like housing prices were really good. Yeah. And then from 2000, I'd say 15 to 2017, 18, right there. That's where the, the bulk of the, uh, increase happened. 
And uh, and it's, same thing happened in Niagara, but it's still affordable for people from the GTA and also the the Hamilton area. Mm-hmm. But eventually, it's going to creep up, and then you know the population is growing, and and we're along the Queenie corridor, and all anything along the Queenie corridor is going to be very expensive. Yeah. I'd say within ten years from now. So Hamilton had the big rush of Toronto and GTA buyers in 2017. Do we expect that kind of rush in Niagara, or do we have to wait for all day go to materialize before that happens? I, I think it's going to uh, grow better than it would have gone without the GTA. GTA buyers are, are still going to go down there, mostly retirees that they don't have to drive. Right. And a lot of people are negotiating with their uh, companies to say, listen, uh, can I just come in two days a week instead of you know four days a week or three days a week uh, because of the commute? So I was just talking to a client and he and he said to me, he goes, he goes, Rob, you know what? He goes, I just I, I talked to my client. I'm moving towards Niagara, and I only I had to be there three days a week to come to the office. I can handle two days of of, of the lo- the long drive. So you're going to see a lot of people doing that, and or they'll drive to Burlington. Uh, and then get on the go, and and uh, and uh, from there they'll they'll right. go. Yeah, absolutely. But they're they're you're going to still see people moving t- towards Niagara because it's it's affordable. People are, you know, a lot of millennials are having starting to have kids right now, and mm-hmm. they want backyards. They want the little backyards. They you know they they want that uh, little the small little backyard for the the little one. Their their own yeah. little slice of heaven. Yeah. Uh, story out of I think this was the St. Catherine Standard. Uh, the headline Niagara real estate increases exceed expectations for 2019. So the Niagara Association of Realtors president, uh, her name is Deanna Gunter, doubted local real estate values would increase much last year and she was wrong and she uh, uh, is quoted as saying my crystal ball <laughs> has a crack in it, which is a great line. Uh, and she was thinking that there might be a modest increase of 1 or 2% in the value of Niagara homes last year. Instead, uh, they climbed by more than 8%, and by the end of November, the average cost of a house in Niagara was $428,000. So even, you know, local realtors in that area are thinking, wow, this has greatly exceeded expectations. Oh, absolutely. They they didn't expect that that many people coming uh, from out of town into into Mm -hmm. Niagara Falls, St. Catharines, Welland. Um, So, yeah, they're going to benefit from it, and it's it's just going to continue. It's going to be a nice, good, continuous growth, a nice healthy growth yeah. every year. Apart from you did you want to jump in? Yeah, I, I was I was gonna say it's it's we're we're coming to the to the factor as we're gonna we're gonna go with the ebbs and flows of the Toronto real estate market. And and you know, you can compare us to them each and every single day and there'll be a strong correlation between that. That correlation used to come into Hamilton, but now it's 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 more so trickled down into Niagara, where mm-hmm. where they're more correlating between each other. But before, you know, you can you can just compare and contrast Hamilton just due to the fact that you know it's geographic location. But now Niagara is getting that as well, and 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 the fact the, the effect that the Toronto real estate market is is it's going to continue to have an effect on on the Niagara housing market, which is going to be massive, right? And and. You know, it's going to be good and bad where the swings are going to be highs and, and, and lows, and, that, and that's going to be a part of it. But as we continue to see those buyers come down, that's, you know, that's where the money's coming from. That's where the buyers are coming from, and, and, and that's what we can expect. The, government, the government's going to have to invest into the go. Like, they know that they may yeah. have to put go trains maybe every hour to start off with. And, and they know there may not be anybody on that train, but, but it's the only way to get things rolling mm-hmm. because if, if you only have one GO train leaving Niagara Falls or St. Catharines in the morning and 
you know, it's still not enough. But if you have one every hour, yeah, yeah. it's an investment. Yeah. Like the, the government has to put the investment. People have to feel confident and they'll, they'll, they will come. Like yeah. they say, you build it, they will come. Yeah. Or yeah. even start with one every two hours. Yeah. I mean, gives, yeah. Give, yeah. give people some options. Get, right? give, yeah. give them some options. Absolutely. So apart from the price point, which, you know, if you're in Toronto, you're in the GTA, you're selling your house for let's say a million, you're looking at Niagara and you're looking at, you know, 400 and change, maybe even 500,000. That's a lot of money that you're pocketing. But aside from the price, the price point is it's the lifestyle or just the more laid back attitude of Niagara compared to the GTA that is enticing people to go down there. I think it's a combination of both. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the retirees are moving down. Um, and it's it definitely it's the extra cash in their pocket, and they get a you know they they can go in there and get a brand new house for five hundred thousand mm-hmm. built you know bungalow they're all happy yeah you don't have to do anything you do don't have it. to do anything and uh, but uh, and also they have the extra extra cash to do what they want yeah um, and and also the lifestyle is more relaxed than than the GTA like I mean I mean there's nobody you know oh, driving, driving downtown crazy. Toronto compared it's to crazy. downtown Niagara so yeah. I, I always have these buddies that live up in in, in condos in Toronto and. And the joke is when they come down to Niagara and, and visit us, it's, you know, they always say, I can breathe again, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we always start laughing is because, you know, they you could just, the, the air is heavy downtown. Right. It's, it's, you yeah. know, it, it's, you know, and then they come up and they see green space. It's like, you know, you feel like you're in a different country. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes we don't realize it because we're living in it every day. But when you, when you spend a couple of days downtown Toronto and, mm-hmm. or, or if that's, or if you're living there, it's like, you know, you, you got the lake yeah. and you got a couple of yeah. parks. And it's a concrete jungle. Yeah. 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 It's, Exactly. So it's it's an ongoing joke. You get a Toronto person coming down to Niagara, and somebody says good morning to them. They look around, and say, "Is he saying <laughs> good morning to me?" To me? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is he talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That's how that's how laid back it is, and people like that. And then and then when they do go back to visit Toronto, they realize, "Oh, I'm so glad that yeah. I'm not in this." They're not on the hustle and bustle. Yeah, the hustle and bustle. It's good when you're young, but I think as uh, as people get older, you know what? Laid back, a little more laid back. Yeah. Uh, is is a lot. Better. You want to slow down, have yeah, a little absolutely. more room, absolutely. a little more land, maybe. Yeah, absolutely, just to till around. <laughs> uh, staying in Toronto, the uh, mayor has launched a, uh, a, 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 I guess, unique initiative in terms of uh, they want to see a vacant home tax and an increased municipal land transfer tax on luxury homes in 2020. And it's all in an effort to help the city raise some uh, money for its housing programs. So the question is, would this maybe entice? Those GTA homeowners, um, whether they have a vacant home or they're in a luxury home, to say, you know what, I'm just going to move to Ancaster or Burlington uh, or maybe Upper or Lower Stony Creek or the Niagara region and say, forget about this, I don't want to pay any more money. The luxury tax, it depends on what what platform. Like, is it going to be from $3 million and up? Uh, or formula. Those people that you know are buying three, four, five million dollar houses doesn't really matter. To them. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They they've got the money to do whatever they want, and um, um, so I mean they're not going to be happy paying a luxury tax, um, and they they could probably fight it. I, I doubt it. But um, but if they were going to tax people like buying in the one million dollar range, right. you're, they're going to see a, a lot of buyers leaving because there's a lot more of them. There is a right. lot more of them, and the average sale price is is a million dollars. So the proposed uh, increase would only affect the top tier of luxury home buyers. The councilors have proposed a rate of three percent on homes valued at three million dollars or more. So right, there's not. A, I mean, there's a lot, a lot three million dollars so, is not a, a not much of a big house in Toronto. No, right? not at all. No, so so. <laughs> So that's that's in contrast to right now over two million dollars. It's only two and a half percent. Correct. So 
what they're saying is as they've seen the prices jump and come up and come up and come up, they're adjusting their scale they want more to those price. price. Yeah. Exactly. They're, they're adjusting their scales to those in price increases. And not to mention, Toronto has the highest land transfer tax. It's it, double. It's, it's double. It's, yeah. it's double what you pay in Hamilton. It's it's in terms of land transfer tax. So double like, like already. If you bought so, a million dollar house in Toronto, and the land transfer tax is let's say eight thousand uh, in in Hamilton. It's sixteen thousand. That's incredible. In uh, in in Toronto, and it's and 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 they had a problem with that because Toronto obviously has a, a problem uh, trying to manage uh, their money because they need to get more money. And so now they're so used to having to charge double land transfer tax. Mm-hmm. Actually, they tried to bring it to Hamilton or all Ontario. Yeah, I remember and that. Then, yeah. And then they, uh, I think the real estate boards and everybody were, were fighting yeah. it. They, they were going to kill the the uh, um, the economy in Ontario right. if they did bring it. Right now on a million-dollar property as we speak today, land transfer tax is just over $32,000 wow. on a million-dollar property in Toronto. In Toronto. In so, Toronto. Yeah. Wow. so it's 16000 here then. So if someone is buying that house, would they say, listen, these land transfer taxes are so high, let's lop that off the sale price? I don't know. They're not looking at that. You know what? The, the new generation today, they're just working out the payments per month. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they just accept it. Yeah. It's they're not true. looking at it. They say, oh, we can afford this house, like, and, and our payments are this much. And so they're looking at their boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife, and they're saying, uh, okay, we, we, you make this much money. I make this much money. We can more than afford whatever the mortgage payments are going to be mm-hmm. because they roll that land transfer tax into, into the, the mortgage. mortgage right. yeah. You know? So it, it just uh, – it's it, – it, it's sad that that the government's doing that to the consumer, but it, and because of their own fault of not managing uh, their deficit right. in in Toronto, and uh, they're in it, a mess down there. Oh, they, oh, they yeah. are. It's it's a mess, and they <laughs> it's try a ma- like and, it's embarrassing. Yeah. And they try to bring it to the rest <laughs> of Ontario and say, hey, look, Toronto, they're still selling houses. Maybe we can get everybody else to pay double. Mm-hmm. And if, you know what? Uh, boy, I think I think the vacant. You know the vacant tax would help. I think it would help a lot of the rental markets down there. Um, and, and you know, there people would be so surprised if actual statistics stats came out in terms of how many vacant units were in Toronto today. And people would be astonished. And if if that tax came out and started to push more people, I mean, we've seen it work in Vancouver, right? They they were up to thirty six hundred vacant units, mm-hmm. and now they're down to almost you know half of that, yeah. right? So. As soon as, you know, if people put them up to rent or put them up for sale and, and put, you know, we can start getting people in there, it'll, it'll bring down the, the rental market, maybe just a touch. It won't, you know, it won't have a massive effect, but it, it will, you know, help stabilize it. Right. Would it bring down prices? Because if you have people offloading all no. these vacant properties, no, no eh? There's, no, just, it, there's, it, there's it, not it, enough to bring down the prices. It, it will bring the prices down if there's an economic turnaround uh, because in, now you just want to get rid of it. They're going to unload, depending, yeah. on, depending on what's happening in life. So the first thing that goes is when people, when, when there's a, 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 you know, a correction in the market, they unload their cottages. Yeah, their okay. second properties. Yeah. The second, yeah. They unload their cottages. After that, they, I mean, if they've got a rental unit, um, they may unload the rental unit. Um, that's the best time to start buying real estate is if there isn't a, uh, a correction. But if they, they start unloading, now they got to get rid of it. Now the next guy's got to get rid of this. Everybody's now pushing their price right. down because they want to get that next buyer. Yeah. Then that's how the that's how the price correction happens. Hmm. Uh, the councillors uh, estimating that a uh, new 
uh, top-tier tax basically could raise more than $5 million based on city data that 774 homes sold at that value. This is $3 million or more uh, in 2018. So 774 homes sold in 2018 over $3 million. Yeah, and the the luxury market will take another hit. So you saw the luxury market take a hit with the stress test. This would be, be, you know, in addition to that, so it's yeah. it's you know we've seen the luxury properties you know we saw a lot of them move in 2017 just given the market there was there was tons you know the, those properties that were on the market for two years three years sometimes even mm-hmm. um, were moving right and and that was just given given the market but you know more often than not you know especially in our area anything over two million like it's 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 far and few between and and very rarely those yeah. properties sell and, and and when they do sell it's most often. You know, it's multiple days on market and and, and listing periods. We only got a minute here, but could you foresee maybe one day Hamilton or Burlington saying, hey, let's put in a luxury tax for for homes that are a million or more and use that money for affordable housing? I I think it's a big risk. Uh, It depends how strong... Um, Hamilton comes with uh, uh, becomes with health sciences like mm. like are we going to become like a major like we are a big hub here yeah, for, we're, we're pretty for close health to sciences but but we need to be a lot bigger than that yeah. and uh, and uh, and if it just depends on uh, on how many the population and, and how many people are buying yeah. in that price point I like th- th- those high price point houses I mean they take time to sell in this area mm-hmm. like you it's not like uh it's easy uh like it, it is in o- uh, Oakville and Burlington. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, when we come back we'll talk about uh, the top reasons to list your house at the beginning of the year. So if you're thinking about it you want to stay tuned. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio this fine morning with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Their number is 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Search them out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The handle is at Rob Golfie. And if you haven't done so already, you want to grab a hold of the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. If you have a topic idea or a couple of questions you would like us to answer on the show, send us an email, questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. The top reason this your house at the beginning of the year. This is where we are, uh, but February, March, and April are key months, according to uh, the recent blog on Remax. Uh, we'll get to each month in particular, but overall, it says when it comes to selling your home, there are a lot of factors to consider. One of the biggest is timing. And according to our Remax influencer panel, there are five key factors that play a role in deciding when the best time to list and they were most prominently noted in the beginning of the year. These five key factors include seasonality, competition, exposure, move-in timing, 
and a sellers versus buyers market. So in February, it says listing your home in February gives you the chance to gain some exposure before this spring rush. February is a popular time. It's a pre-spring time. That's the it is the best time. Um, right now, uh, like in January, if you price your house right, you're going to get multiple offers right now. So we've got two types of, of sellers out there right now. we got the seller that wants way too much money for his house. Mm-hmm. So those guys, they're getting offers, but they're getting low ball offers. Okay. They're coming in low. Now we're getting the sellers that are pricing it accurately. Guess what? They're getting, we just had uh, two, uh, two offers uh, uh, the other night, and both, both properties had one had eight offers and the other one had four offers. See, people, l- I'm telling you, if, if you if follow the instructions, you will do better if you price it right than you do overpricing it. Like, like, like we're getting, like, these lowball offers, like, they're coming in aggressively low. Mm-hmm. Like, not, like, like, it's just, but what are you going to do? I mean, we follow the instructions of our clients. We give them our advice. And then they realize after that, you know, they, they, they should have followed our, our yeah. format. Uh, March. The uh, Remax blog says you're able to beat the spring rush and get some early exposure and low inventory results in less competition. So somewhat similar to February. Yeah, yeah. very similar to very very. I would suggest that that March used to be the hottest month. Like 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 in the past two years, March March was our best month selling month mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of sales. We now we see people that that. Understand that the inventory is very low right now. It's going to be very low in February, and people are are, are getting ahead of that March rush right. because people have have lived through it the last two years, and they're listing in February, so they're they're listing earlier to beat the competition, right? If 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 you're one of one in the neighborhood, everyone's looking at your house. Mm-hmm. You want to be one of one, but you don't want to be one of eight. Then and then all of a sudden, it's you know buyers have can pick and choose. Buyers can negotiate. Yeah. And that's what that's what people are doing. That's what we're finding. So the buyers, the buyers are all out there. They, they, there's way more buyers in the month of March than any other month. But they start looking even in February. But Mar- like you got to have your house up and running uh, l- by March first, no later. Just get it going. That's going to be the key month for anything. Uh, 2017 March. I'll tell you, if you had your house. Uh, for sale, you were getting fifty, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars more for mm-hmm. your house. That was in 2017. Same thing in 2018, March. You were getting a lot of money for yeah. your house. And this year, it'll it, March is every year is always a good month. So if you are planning on putting your house for sale, put it, get it ready, start getting it ready now. Paint, paint the rooms that you want painted. The key factors is paint the foyer, the main area where people see when they walk in. People make their decision buying the house as soon as they walk in the front door. So walk, look at, stand at your front door, look. Uh, uh, left to right and say, okay, you know what? This looks great. You know what? Maybe get rid of the red paint, get rid of the green paint, get rid of the yellow paint, go neutral, go mm-hmm. like a light gray. That's what, you know, Appeals HGTV. To most people, yep. And you will sell your house and you will get great money for it. Let's look at April. April is a great month to list your home as it's after the income tax period <laughs> and many buyers are beginning their search, which will give your listing the best exposure. April's good, um... In terms of the, in terms of whether to list, in terms of people want to get out and looking at houses, they're, they're, it's a little bit more comfortable. And in addition to that, people with young kids don't want to move during the school year. Everybody wants to plan their move in the summer. Listing in April allows you to set up those, you know, end of June, 
you know, into the summer closing. Yeah, school is over. Yeah, right? once school is over. So so they're able to set up those closings from April. Yeah. If you're trying to set up those closing closings in March, people don't want to be six or seven months away from, right. from their closing. Yeah. So so April's usually the time where you start to see the families uh, with, with young kids start to come out and, and fill up the buyer pool. Well, if you're getting that uh, spring itch, February, March, and April are those key months, as you've just heard. And uh, be sure to call the Golfie team to get your home sold because Golfie gets it sold. 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. 5757700 robgolfie.com is the website that's rob g o l f i.com when we come back harry and megan are apparently coming to canada at least part time how's that going to impact wherever they're going to touch down many speculating that's going to be in the vancouver island area we'll talk about that when we return here on the hamilton real estate show on 900 chml One more go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie. Sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Their phone number is 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We have had a, a tremendous amount of entertaining shows uh, from years gone by so head over to wherever you get your favorite podcast and download the hamilton real estate show podcast if you have a topic idea or a question for the golfy team send us an email questions at robgolfie.com again questions at robgolfie.com it was one of the biggest stories around the world prince harry and his wife megan markle the duke and duchess of sussex uh, have basically told the royal family, blindsided uh, Buckingham Palace with their decision that they want to reduce or step away from their senior royal duties and uh, they want to uh, live a more independent life. So part of that is uh, not staying full-time in the United Kingdom. They want to set up shops somewhere else, raise their family. Their son Archie is just over a year old, almost two, I believe, and uh, they're eyeing Canada because over the Christmas holidays they spent uh, a great vacation, by all accounts, in uh, in BC, so that's one of the areas that they're looking to uh, put down some roots. So the question is, what does that do to the real estate market in BC? <laughs> now you have a prince and uh, and it, his wife. It depends how many tourists are going to come around and and that's I mean, one of the big questions. Have a big, uh, you know, fenced uh, are compound. They, like I, I, I don't understand where the interest comes from. Like well, here, like, like, do you follow this family? Like, are you a? I'm not. I'm not a royal watch. Would you call them fans? Like, is that what they're called? They're called royal watchers. Rick on the spot. Like, (laughs) he's a millennial. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe because it's a lack of. I I hope I'm. I'm not being. You know, insensitive to the royal family, but. I, I don't understand where the interests like yeah well there's, like there's, I guess they're like the old Kardashians like is that what it is the old fashioned Kardashians uh, I guess so I mean we're talking you <laughs> know <laughs> centuries of you know the of monarchy history, right? of, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so there I mean there's a lot of people who are really into invested. this sort of thing I'm, I'm completely invested yeah, I'm not the yeah. biggest fan of the royal family I understand that they play a role uh, in the Commonwealth of course with Canada and all the other Commonwealth nations um, but the yeah but, you know Harry and Meghan Prince William all these individuals uh, to some are rock stars. 
stars. Yeah. I mean, these are like Hollywood icons, right? Um, but yeah, th- there's a number of things. So they spend some time in Canada. They have been hounded in the UK by the paparazzi there wherever they go, so much so that Meghan Markle in a TV interview referenced this, that it's really hard, um, even though, you know, she should have anticipated this. And the tabloids over there are, are like... They're, they're, they're menacing. They're, Insane. They're yeah. in. They're nothing yeah. like you've never no. seen before. Like it's, Hollywood, they make Hollywood look like a bunch of. Oh, it's not even close. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, the National Enquirer times a gazillion. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's yeah. crazy. Um, so they want obviously a quieter, more relaxing lifestyle, and so when they spent time in Canada, they were not hounded by the paparazzi. Right. No one was bugging them. They had a great time, a nice, peaceful. They, they actually probably can experience. walk down the street. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that goes for Canadians in general. Like, exactly. It, it go like I feel like if any celebrity that comes into Toronto or, or, or Canadians kind of keep their yes. keep their space yeah, and, like and, when and Phil let them walks down let the, the street. Nobody's hounding him. No, and let them him. let them live. Like, <laughs> like the only time I've seen it. Uh, the con- uh, contradictory to that was Kawhi Leonard last year. Oh, yeah, when that was he ridiculous. came back to Toronto and fans were all the over helicopters. The yeah. yeah. Now, I think part of that was an effort to keep him here. Right. And ultimately, he went to Los Angeles. But for the most part, when there's a celebrity walking down the street, a hockey player, whatnot, and they're recognized, it's not a mad rush and mass right. hysteria. No, everybody right? just right. looks, oh, there's so and so, and they just exactly. keep walking. Yeah. yeah. But in the, yeah. In the, they in might get a picture or yeah. an autograph, but, yeah. it's, but, it's, but it's not but, over. But they can and actually. And we're generalizing. Obviously, you know, sure. there's. There's specific stories where yeah. somebody can come out and say, oh, remember this, remember this. Yeah. But I was saying in comparison and contrast to what it would be like in the UK or, or even in, in the States, like, yeah, it, it would it's be night and day. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So they want to move to, you know, BC, Vancouver Island is one of the, uh, uh, I guess, the preferred destinations, uh, the Victoria area, uh, the Royal City, if you will. Um, so uh, do you think it would have an impact on real estate? So one of the things that our country is going to have to be, um, I guess, worried about for a of a better term, is security. They have to have security. It's in their mandates right. to have security personnel. So whether Canada pays all or a portion of that, or the UK pays all or a portion, that would be decided. So uh, I would guess their home is going to have some kind of security element to it, whether it's fencing or guards or yeah. whatnot. Um, but would that have any impact on real estate at all For, in their I, area? So I, I think I, I think it would bring a novelty to the town that they're living in, right? right? I, it's yeah. like it's it would like, be a selling point for. A oh, neighbor, not, right? it would be like you know they picked this town because it has. X, Y, and Z, yeah. and, and it, it it brings validity to that wherever they're living, right? It's like, oh yeah, Meghan Markle and mm-hmm. what's his name, Prince Harry. P- Prince Harry lived there, so it's it's Tour- automatic. Tourism it's, would definitely be up in that and that. Uh, it's I believe like, that. But in terms it's of Vancouver Island, Vancouver, right? But in terms yeah. of a selling future, it's like, yeah, they live there. Like, there's there's a lot of streets that will say whether it's a professional hockey player. Oh yeah, you know. You know, so and so lives on that there. street. It brings validity to that neighborhood or that specific town, mm-hmm. and that's what it would do for that. You know, whether it's a town or or, or wherever, yeah. that's what it would do. It would it would con it would instantly bring you know a, a, a prestigious level to that. Right. To that They'll area. get more people going to the Bouchard Gardens there. There's, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's the Bouchard. Yeah, I but think I'm in, just, uh, in terms of the real estate market, that's what it would do. So if you yeah. live behind, beside, behind, wherever this house that Harry and Megan are living in, and you're selling your home, would one of the key features be you get to live beside? Yeah, absolutely. Know, I mean, uh, we, we, yeah, to we would extent. you know li- li- live live next that would to the royals. To people, right? yeah. yeah, live next to the royals. That that would definitely be an impact on houses around in on that street. But yeah. I I would assume that they would live in uh, probably like on at least five acres. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a what, massive Exactly. Property. Like, what what type of house or, you know what I mean? I would say it would be hard to find everything that checks their boxes in right. terms of what yeah. they're actually looking for. Yeah. I, they, they would probably build, you know, if I were to assume something. Probably. Like a tear down and build. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, a secluded place with a lot of land. Something that Drake did. You know, buy two <laughs> buy two lots and and just build a monster. <laughs> build a monster house. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, it'll be interesting to see when uh, they touch down and where they make their ultimate decision, what they actually do. Uh, but I would assume if you're living in the Victoria area, that's uh, you know quite the interest in terms of uh, you know sure. living there or, or, or buying there. Uh, the speculation's going to get going too. Oh, thing, they're looking at this house or whatever, Yeah, right? another thing I thought of is, uh, you know, if you know that Prince Harry and Meghan are moving there, would you now want to buy there to be close to them? I think some royal fanatics oh, might. Oh, for sure. That'll, for that'll sure. remain to be seen. we got to go. Guys, thanks for coming in. Thank you. We are back next Saturday at 9 with the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.